Hey guys, we are Proyecto Siembra. Welcome to another episode. We love to talk about all things in the Latinx community, from business to pop culture to everyday life. This is Sandy Rivera, co-founder of Proyecto Siembra, and here I have my good friend Marcos. I'll let him introduce himself as well. Hola, gente. <laughs> Wait, I'm actually here. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, when I tell you, I've been wanting to be on this since I first heard of it. So I'm very happy to be here. Hola, everyone. My name is Marcos. I am one of the mentors for Proyecto Siembras El Jardín program. So you can always check out the website to learn more about that and what we have going on with our groups of mentors and mentees. But I'm very excited to be here today. But Sandy, how's your head? <laughs> we don't talk about that. No, let's talk about <laughs> Once it. upon a time, Marcos almost concussed me with his elbow. Oh my God. Yes, it was crazy, y'all, because I, I I was like, it was at a Proyecto Siembra, of course, socially distanced, masked outdoor event <laughs> that we had uh, in September. And then like I had my arms crossed. And I think she was putting her hair in a ponytail. And so she like flipped it up. <laughs> y luego me pegó en el codo. And, and like, ay, pobrecita. <laughs> she had to like sit out. I was... And I swear I saw stars, and that's not because of my low iron, okay? It was because of how much that shit hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I feel bad every time I see her. I'm, like, wondering if she has a bump on her head. But it's okay. We're, it's okay. We're it's here. okay. I'm alive. Yes. Kind of, so. <laughs> but thank you, Marcos, for joining me today. Um, today, me and Marcos, we're going to be talking about toxic positivity. And before you judge me as a negative Nancy... Toxic positivity is a thing, okay? And it's not just because Twitter is using toxic every five seconds nowadays. Mm. Toxic positivity actually occurs, um, and it really downplays the feelings of others, depending on how you use it and what you phrase it as. I'm going to go ahead and define it for you guys if you've never heard about this, if you think I'm crazy and you don't think it's a thing. Um, from the psychology group, uh, we define toxic positivity as the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Just like anything else you do, if you do too much of it, if you're too positive, sometimes we use that positivity to cover up or even silence the human experience. And then that's when it becomes toxic. Just like a toxic relationship, you know? Mm. But we're not going to go into that right know. now. <laughs> Man, I've been, uh, I feel called out. She said Twitter uses toxic every five minutes. I do too. Shit, I do too. <laughs> when I'm over here like, mini shit. But just uh, no, but that's important. No, yeah, like it's a joke. You know, we'd be joking about being toxicos, toxicas. Mm -hmm. And like we'd be putting pictures of Joe Goldberg from you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a real thing we gotta it remember is. it like toxic is based off the word toxin mm -hmm. and like that's bad for you Te puede matar. like that can kill you and so yeah, i think it's very important that we need to talk about how positivity turns toxic in a lot of cases yeah and like this toxic positivity idea i first came across on it on twitter twitter's like become <laughs> the what morning news now for me <laughs> so i came across um this topic and i'm like how can you be toxic and positive at the same time positivity is something happy happy when you think of positivity you think of rainbows and the color yellow and your favorite food you know like it's all things that get you through the day but it's when i saw this diagram of things that people usually say not in a way to like put you down or that's what like they think 
But at the end of the day, you end up being put down because you feel like, okay, you're right. And maybe it'll get better. You're right. I have to think happy thoughts. You're right. I have to keep pushing. You're right. I can't be a failure. And you kind of just brush off your emotions. You brush off your feelings. And then that's when it leads into, in the long run, damaging your mental health and damaging like how you cope and how you're able to work through things, which is something that we need to master um, eventually. Because I mean, if you give into, if you don't face your emotions and if you don't face difficulty, there's not gonna be any room to grow. There's not gonna be any room to learn from these experiences and these feelings to be able to um, conquer them in the future. So yeah, when I came across this, I was like, hmm, this is, I don't, I don't wanna sound negative, but it's true, like this, Positivity can truly turn toxic if you're not using it the right way, which there is right ways to use it, but we'll go more into that. Argos, what do you think about it? Like, when was your first like experience coming across it? What, what did you think? Like, I think that this is especially relevant for us, like, can't they? For Latinos, mm-hmm. you know, Latinx people, um, we don't we don't often take care of ourselves because I think we grew up in this culture of simply just pushing forward and pushing forward. And then, um, like you said, being positive and just keep going, keep working, but never taking the time to stop and let a lot of the negativity in life actually like sink in and like actually process it so we can move past it and eventually work towards getting over that. We just often just tell ourselves to get over it without doing it. So I think it's especially relevant in our community when we stigmatize not we, right? <laughs> like I think we learned. Can never be me. No, right, right. <laughs> We've learned, I think, from our parents uh, to stigmatize mental health. Like, estás loco, estás loca. Like, instead of actually... Estás inventando. Right. Limpiar, right. Like, like, instead of actually sitting down and thinking, like, no, like, something's wrong. And, like, we need to fix it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for me, that's just what I think of it. It's just, you know, but I also, you know, before we dive deeper into that, I don't want to... I think, especially if we have listeners who are not Hispanic or Latinx, like we need to clarify, I think, something in the sense of, you know, our parents, for lack of a better word, they don't know better. Um, There's another really cool podcast that obviously listen to us. But (laughs) if you're checking out other podcasts, I highly recommend Loose Accents. Uh, You can find them wherever you have your podcasts. And they talked about how our parents were too busy surviving to learn the skills that they needed to cope. So for them, you know, for our parents, especially if your parents are immigrants, you know, it was about putting food on the table. It was about where are we sleeping tonight? It was about where are we putting our kids, you know, in school? Um, You know, it wasn't about, do you feel sad today? Mm -hmm. You know, and like, I hate to say it like that, but like in a way, like that's how we're conditioned to think about it. And I think that we need to acknowledge that, recognize that, but we need to like, we need to break these generational curses. And that's mm-hmm. one of them is like not, it's a lack of coping mechanisms, like healthy coping mechanisms. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think it's very relevant in our community um, in a lot of different ways. And so I'm really excited that we're gonna unpack it a little bit today. Same, same, I'm excited. I'm gonna clarify something in the end as well um, before we start. I also want to touch base on the idea that you always have to lead with your mind over your heart and your mm-hmm. feelings because that's a smart way to do it. There's nothing wrong with being 
like in your feelings, there's nothing wrong with accepting what you're going through and just allowing yourself to feel all that. Because I've come across people who are like, oh, you're too emotional, like let it go. Like you need to be focused on other things, which yes, but no, Mm -hmm. you know, because yes, my mind may be like steps ahead of my heart or my feelings, but I know that if I don't feel well in one place, I'm not going to feel well in other places. And I've, I've come across this and that's why like it stuck out to me, you know, just toxic positivity, you know, like, what is that? So like, we're going to talk about this diagram that I came across, um, because I really want us to talk about what phrases people can sometimes use, um, that can be seen as like with no ill intent, you know, cause honestly, when you say like, get over it or think like happy thoughts, you don't think you're like doing anything wrong to the person, you know, you're just trying to get them through it, but there's ways that you can rephrase that to make it more, um, supportive rather than just telling them to like get through it or bulldoze through it. So with that being said, the first little, um, phrase that we're going to be talking about, instead of saying, um, you'll get over it, say it's hard but I believe in you, you know, like letting people know that it's okay to feel this, this difficult, difficultness. It's okay to come across this hardship and it's okay to be let down and throw down, thrown down to the dirt. But I believe in you. I'm going to be here for you. And like, whatever you support you need, like I'm willing to give it to you, you know, instead of like, oh, like it'll pass you know, time will pass, like time heals all wounds. Yes. But at the same time, don't make someone feel like they're not allowed to experience and feel all the feelings that go through Mm -hmm. with these encounters or these situations. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think too, like what that, you know, quote says is, you know, it's okay. You'll get over it. I think it's dismissing the fact that like getting over it, like that takes work, Mm (laughs) y'all. Like you don't just get over something. You you know, I think sometimes we say sleep on it. Like that's not going to magically fix whatever problem uh, you're facing. Right. So it's like, I think maybe we can say like, let's contextualize this in a relationship. Right. It's okay. Get over them, get over someone. You don't do that overnight. Right. Like that takes work. Like, Like you have to, do the mental work to get there. And I think um, instead of saying you'll get over it, like Sandy said, it's hard, but I believe in you. Um, That's acknowledging that it's hard. That's acknowledging that it's going to take work and it's not easy work by any means. And it's not going to be that straight line, right? That we often think when we talk about growth. No, it's that zigzag of ups, downs, and like those ups and downs, they're ugly, they're messy, but they're real. But And it's what you need, mm-hmm. you know, because it's what's going to provide that growth. It's what's going to lead you to be like a step ahead next time you encounter a situation like this. Because if you don't go through these experiences, how are you ever going to learn to deal with them? How are you ever going to learn to overcome them? You know, so you don't get over things, get through things, mm-hmm. like go through it, go through that experience, go through that situation, because it's only that way that you'll grow. And at the end of the day, growth happens. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're comfortable, how are you going to grow? Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable, how are you going to 
you know, learn how to get over a guy? How are you going to learn to get through your first year of teaching? How are you going to learn to be better at whatever your, um, whatever is bringing you down? How are you going to learn? Right. I think that's a great transition point. But before we transition, <laughs> you touched on something that's very important to, you know, to our community, right? It's, uh, you know, go through it. Right. And a lot of that is allowing yourself to feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, you know, that's across the board for the entire community, but especially for guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, bro. We have like. Can y'all cry or something? Like, like do we, something. <laughs> we have feelings like like we're human. That's what makes us human. That's what separates us from animales right <laughs> like and i promise you're not less of a man right if right. you express that's a whole episode feeling. in itself <laughs> but like I, I have to say that like that's part of that process of getting through it is allowing yourself to feel those emotions in the first place right so um thank you for touching on that mm -hmm. sandy but to transition to the next example that we wanted to touch base on you know in terms of growth um let's see so in toxic, po toxic positivity, you would say failure is not an option. Instead, you should say failure is part of growth. Oh, my gosh. There's so <laughs> much here. So much. Because and this is where, you know, this is not just for Latinx people like this is, I think, chi child of children of immigrants in general. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially brown and black immigrants when they get here in the U.S., like. There's a lot to unpack there, but if you're a child of an immigrant or you're an immigrant yourself, along with your parents, you know, it's that notion of, you know, failure is not an option. That was probably drilled into you from a very young age. I know it was to me. Um, and I know for me, it's a little different because um, growing up, um, I guess I was a gifted uh, air quotes for the listeners, gifted and talented kid. And um so that meant I was good at school and um, I didn't, it wasn't often that I brought home bad grades. But when I did, oh, oh Ooh, boy. That did, chocolate was waiting right, for you right there. Like, <laughs> oh boy, did I know that that was a mistake and that that was not an option, right? It's like, it's drilled into you from a very young age, especially when you have immigrant parents. They're like, they're like I did not give up everything that I knew back mm -hmm. home for you to fail, for you to like disappoint me and disappoint your family and like the sacrifices that we all made to get you here. And there's a, you know, there's a degree of truth to that. Right. Mm -hmm. But that truth brings pressure. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why it's toxic because yeah. when you tell yourself that failure is not an option, what happens when you fail? Mm -hmm. Like we fail, like we all fail. Like we have to, like we have to acknowledge that. So that's why I really like the alternative failure is part of growth. Y'all, growth hurts <laughs> like you know why they say growing pains because that hurts because that pain like, of yeah. growing is is pain like, like you, you said it's uncomfortable <laughs> like yes like that hurts right mm -hmm. um realizing realizing that something you did wasn't good enough in some situations right so we can talk about failing classes let's talk about that right because especially like when we talk about failures on an option in this context mm -hmm. is often that's what it is it's the context of education. Don't fail your classes. That's all we like. That's all we ask, right? I mean, they say no. That's not true. When I get home, that is not all you ask me to do, right? But no, like it's like what happens when you fail a class, right? What that you know? Obviously, you know you don't want to. That's a different topic too. Like 
measuring your success on your grades and your academic performance. Mm -hmm. But what that indicates to you is that something you did was not good enough, right? Maybe your study habits weren't good enough. You didn't turn in enough homework, right? You didn't do your homework. Something that you did along the way was not good enough. And that's hard to sit in that and to like reflect and do the work to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what I did was not good enough. Like what I did was like, what I did wasn't good enough and I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's what's and hard. that's when right it's you're, you're telling yourself i wasn't good enough and because when you're in that moment it feels like that's all like i'm not good enough Hente, that is not true right and like i think that's come that's especially amplified when we're people of color mm -hmm. because i don't know if you've heard about imposter syndrome but it's very real right when you're the mm -hmm. only brown person or the only woman or the only queer person, right? Like, you know, insert whatever identity you want in there, entering a room of otherwise dominant personalities, right? Or like dominant identities, I should say, right? So for example, if you're the only person of color entering a very white room, you can feel very insecure. You know, you can start to say like, oh, well, you know, my white counterparts, they didn't struggle like I did and, you know, X, Y, and Z. So they're, you know, they're gonna be better at this automatically. Get out of that mindset. That is not true, right? So it's like, just like, you know, our white counterparts fail, we fail too. And it's hard to reconcile that because we're taught from a very young age, failure for a black or brown person, it is not the same as failure for a white person. And it's just not. Um, and that is unfortunate, an unfortunate truth. However, we can't be constantly stuck in this mindset that failure is not an option. No, failure is how you learn. That's how you learn what doesn't work so you can try what does work and you can catapult yourself into success in whatever area that is, right? We talk about school, but failing and working out, for example, right? A lot of us, I think, especially the new year, ahí viene. <laughs> the gym industry is about to get the... That new year's resolution. Yes. Everyone's going to be at the gym, right? January 1st. Because we're saying like, oh, like I'm going to try to work out now. But why doesn't that work, right? A lot of people fail because they do things that are unsustainable. But the The point there is, is that they're not realizing that it's part of growth. So they see like, oh, I'm working out five days a week. Mm -hmm. And then they do it for maybe two weeks. Week three, they say, you know what? I won't go today. Like, you know, <laughs> and then it I'm goes rewarding down. <laughs> And then like it slowly dwindles to one day a week, maybe. And then the membership is canceled. Yeah. So instead of sitting down and evaluating, okay, why wasn't I able to go? They, they just quit, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because failure is not an option. So now, when you're not putting yourself in that environment to fail, you're not going to the gym anymore because you can't fail if you're not going, you're mm -hmm. just not doing it. And people get comfortable with that, right? And I think we need, to, we need to grow out of that. We need to say, okay, maybe because five days a week is too much and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to only go three days a week, two yeah. days a week. And like, you'll realize that's more sustainable and you learn from that mistake. But when we say failure is not an option, that's that's all or nothing thinking. Yeah. And that's not realistic. And that is like, an, I keep saying these things are whole other episodes because they are, y'all. <laughs> we could talk for hours About on everything. These. But we need to get out of that, especially as immigrants or, you know, children of immigrants, people of color, people of marginalized backgrounds. We need to get out of that. We need to realize like, yes, we're going to fail too. That's what makes us human. 
And we're not machines. <laughs> Even machines fail because of the humans who made them. Have y'all seen uh, iPhones? Right. The humans <laughs> that made them messed up. Like, y'all, like, failure is part of the human process, right? And we need to acknowledge we're going to fail. And, and embrace it. Yes, embrace it because that's how we grow. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that growth is going to be pretty, mm-hmm. right? No. It, like, you know, and I think the perfect analogy is like, you see a caterpillar and you see a butterfly, mm-hmm. but in between, when it had to grow into that butterfly, it was like mucus, right? It was like in a little cocoon. <laughs> little pea pod. Right. It was like it was like pus. Yeah. Like, it, like you know, but then it grew into that butterfly, right? And you gotta like, and you gotta realize if you wanna like spread your wings, like you gotta be in that pus. You gotta, you gotta be. In that you cocoon. gotta go through the nitty gritty. Right. And uh, the nitty gritty is failing. It's failing <laughs> and learning how to rebound from that right pick yourself up brush brush off the dirt yeah and i think this is a good point to turn over to our third example what we wanted to talk about today our last and final example um instead of saying it could be worse you could say sometimes we experience bad things what can i do or how can i support you this saying really really gets to me because you're minimalizing a uncomfortable experience for someone because you're saying, oh, other people in the world have it worse or this person has it worse than you do. And it's like, your problem isn't as big as you think. Like, stop thinking it's so big. But in reality, in that moment, at that time, that problem is a big deal. And I learned this a lot through babysitting. I learned this a lot through teaching. When a child like comes up to you and they're like, oh, like I have a boo-boo or so-and-so took my pencil. Us, we see it as like, it's just a freaking pencil. Like it's not the end of the world. But to them, the emotions they're experiencing and the things that are going through their mind, it's a big deal to them. So for you to sit there and say, oh, it could be worse. Like, it could be worse than this or someone has it worse than you. Like, be grateful that you aren't like them or something like that. It's kind of like, well, then when I when, when are you going to allow me or when am I supposed to feel down about it? You know, am I just like, like, I see this like a, a lot right now, like in the pandemic, like where a lot of people are experiencing like job loss, um, homelessness, like people are struggling, you know. But then there's like people out there who are like, it could be worse. Like you could be dying to COVID, which yes, yes, you can. And yes, it could be that terrible. But at the same time, like you can't invalidate someone who just lost their job that brings food to the table. You can't invalidate someone who just lost a home that they put everything into. You can't invalidate like someone who hasn't like lost someone who has, you know, like you can't invalidate any of that. And that's just, that's one saying that really gets to me. Like no matter how big or small you might think or might not think that someone's problem is like, you don't know what they're experiencing. You don't know what they're feeling. And like, you just can't sit there and yes, like try to be positive about, about it. But at the same time, you're really not being positive about it because you're just not letting them exp- like feel what they're supposed to be feeling. Like let them instead of like putting them down with that positivity, quote unquote, 
Um, instead, figure out what you can do to help them work through these emotions or work through this experience, work through this situation for them to not dwell in that moment. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, wow, toxic positivity, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Right. Who would have thought? Look at us. But it's it's definitely something that it's kind of like microaggressions, macroaggressions. It's like it's like it hits that topic too, because like you think you're saying something to uplift someone, mm-hmm. or you think you're saying something that doesn't can't come across this way because to you, like you're saying it out of ill intent or just you know, just because it's like goes through your mind like easily but I don't know it's I'm not saying like we live in an era that's sensitive and we got to watch what we say because I mean at the end of the day you do got to watch what you say but we live in a time that it's okay for people to feel and we can't live how people have lived in the past of saying put your big boy big girl pants on like don't don't feel don't like you know others have it worse like you should be grateful you have this this and this just because you're going through that doesn't make your life any greater like any less greater than what it is like we just you really just have to be empathetic and you have to be mindful of the things that you say to others because while you might think it's not putting them down in reality, it could be. Cause like I said at the beginning, like it could lead to suppressed feelings. It could lead to you bottling up emotions. And one day you're just going to explode. Yeah. One day you're not going to be able to keep it in anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to face those emotions. But instead of working through them, you're just going to be like when you shake up a Sprite bottle or a soda bottle and you open it and it's just mm-hmm. crazy. So. Yeah. yeah, there's a yeah, and there's ah, there's so much to unpack there because <laughs> no, like now we're talking about you know you talked about microaggressions. There's so much more there. Like I, I mean, I don't want to assume that all all our listeners, you know, um, are in college or college educated because you know I we acknowledge that that's not universally accessible, right? But um, I go to Butler and one a lot of. The core curriculum is, you know, covering topics related to social justice. One of the most prevalent topics we talk about is neoliberalism and how that relates to the myth of the American dream. (laughs) And it it really falls along the same lines because it's that narrative of pull yourself up by the bootstraps, right? It's like just work hard and everything's going to happen. And here's the thing. There's validity to that. You know, there is validity to like hustling and grinding and really overcoming obstacles. Um, but it's also, like you said, invalidating the realities that many people face, right? And uh, on my way here, I was talking to my friend about homelessness, right? It's like we talk about the American dream that our parents are supposedly coming here for, but there are people on the streets in a pandemic, right? And a lot of people might say, oh, it's because they didn't work hard enough. That's... It's not, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know why, you know, anyone's on the street, right? So it's like, you know, it, it goes along that with, with saying, you know, oh, it could be worse, right? It's like, no, man, you don't know. Like, you don't know what someone's going through. But then you also touched upon um, something else in there in that. You could edit this part out. Hold on, because I forgot. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, I forgot. There was like something good. Oh, yes. Okay. 
He'll edit this out, right? They'll edit this out. And see, let's start again. <laughs> Sandy, you also touched on something else that I think is important too. Is like you know, we're not saying that you know don't be positive because that oh if you live your life negatively like always mm-hmm. being the negative <laughs> you'd we, be like Squidward oh yeah hey now we like sympathize with Squidward oh. <laughs> now okay now that we're older <laughs> See, yeah but right I think I've come across a lot of discourse on gratitude and I've experienced it myself mm-hmm. too an attitude of gratitude I truly believe that is life changing and that really is going to change your outlook on life however you know, there's limits to that, right? Because as much as you want to be grateful to be alive, for example, be grateful right, that you are healthy, right? Especially right now. Um, it's important, you know, to realize when you're drowning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. like, I saw I saw a diagram too, where it's like, it doesn't matter if you're drowning under seven feet of water or 300 feet of water, like you're drowning. <laughs> you're not, you can't breathe, right? So like, we don't want to invalidate somebody seven feet because you might be drowning in 300, like, that's still valid. And like, you still need to get back up to surface so you can breathe, float, swim, right? Um, so yeah, it's it's a balance, right? It is a balance, everyone. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marcos, for thank joining me today. You. Thank you for being a negative Nancy with me. That's what people are gonna call it. I don't think it's being negative. No, we being, are. It's being real. It's being realistic and it's being like, guys, like, Bad things can come out of anything, honestly, if you aren't doing it in a kinder way, if you aren't doing it with thinking before you say things sometimes, because you never know where someone is mentally. You never know like what kind of support they need. You never know what kind of love they need. So like with that being said, no sean tóxicos. (laughs) (laughs) Sean positivos, pero no tóxicos. You know, right. don't be, don't give in to that toxic positivity. <laughs> Instead, lend out that hand, that shoulder to cry on, you know, because at the end of the day, like we're we're here for each other and we're, we got to stick together because that's the only way we'll conquer anything and grow through. So thank you, Marcos, for being with me here today. I enjoyed having you. Um, keep on the lookout. Marcos is going to be more in more of our um, podcasts in the so. upcoming year. No, you're going to be in there. Yeah, I think so. I think I hope so. So if you loved hearing him, you loved his voice, you loved his charisma, his his attitude, his vibe, you'll be hearing more about him. Um, was I supposed to say that? Or should I have kept that a secret? You no, know, I don't think it's a secret. Okay. I don't think I don't think I'm a secret anymore. I don't think I'm a secret anymore. Hey, y'all. you're too you're too great to be kept a secret. Oh, thank you. Sandy, you're great too. Thank you so much for having me. Um I've really been wanting to get on here and talk to our gente, talk to our people. Um, I'm really happy to be here. Um, I really hope everyone listening enjoyed today's episode. I had a lot of fun talking with Sandy. Real stuff, heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. But it was was (laughs) a lot of fun. And we hope, you know, if you're listening to this on your morning commute, during your workout, cuando estás limpiando en la casa, um, we hope you learned something today. We hope that, like, you can take it and apply it to your own life. Um, and realize too that it's relevant to our identity. It's relevant to our community because we were talking about it before the episode, right? When you're mm-hmm. like, "Mom, Dad, I'm depressed," and they're like, "Ponte las pilas." <laughs> like, <For right>? really? <laughs> like, oh, like no, like no, validate your feelings, mm-hmm. right? And um, don't let anybody ever tell you that your experience isn't hard enough or you could have it worse. Don't ever let 
<laughs> don't ever let. And I know like, ugh, I'm just going back to go on a rant, but I know like we were brought a lot of us immigrant children, you know, children who are making a way for themselves that they didn't have in the past. We know that sometimes we tell ourselves like, oh, the people before me had it worse. Like I should be able to do this. It's easier for me now. Like I have these resources that they didn't have. Yes. But at the same time, you can't avoid that feeling of failure. You can't avoid that feeling of feeling like what you're experiencing or that situation is too hard to overcome or conquer. Because at the end of the day, no problem is bigger than any problem. So just keep that in mind, you know, keep that in mind that your feelings are valid and that what you experience, you're going to learn something from it and you're going to grow into a bigger, better person. So thank you guys for being with us today. Um, to end off the podcast, I'll let you guys listen to my friend Akilini Mali once again, her good vibes, her good music. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. Bye. <laughs> Sandy oh oh oh. <laughs> So baby, breathe, breathe I've been really anxious All up in the head lately Complications when I breathe Can't articulate my speech They got me with a gaslight It never seems too far to reach Tend to blame no one but me, me. When your back is to the wall And the room is getting smaller Yeah Everybody's on the ground and your head is even louder. Yeah, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be just fine. Just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. It's gonna turn and Depend on that someone To keep my head from going down I wanna let it go now I need to shake this off my chest Need to give it all a rest, rest. When your back is to the wall And your room is getting smaller Yeah When your body's on the ground And your head is even louder Yeah It's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be just fine. Just breathe.